0: jesse kelly show let's have some fun on a friday i'm going to try to tone it down a notch here i was scolded by chris before the show to not have another cup of coffee i can't help myself i had one anyway my palms are sweating i feel like i've done cocaine it's gonna be a blast of a show tonight on the jesse kelly show now First and foremost, we are going to dig into an eviction moratorium thing. You and I are going to have a frank talk about that. Joe Biden embarrassed himself at the podium again today. I have some audio for you there. You will not hear a guest tonight. You will not get a phone call tonight. It's an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. There may come a day where I open up the phones on Ask Dr. Jesse Friday, but it ain't today. So don't call. If you want to email, you're welcome to Jesse at Jessikellyshow.com. Just know we're gonna have some fun. We even we have some spicy questions tonight about naming your kids, eviction moratoriums, which amendment should we repeal? National divorce. We have we have we have questions about invading the Soviet Union after World War Two. These are the best questions we've ever had. It's gonna be a blast of a day, but first and foremost before we get into some of the more fun stuff i think i think it doesn't hurt for you and i on occasion to remember we're not only talking about concepts here philosophies you know ideologies How should we do this on a macro level or do that on a macro level i think it's important for you and i to always remember there are real people out there getting wiped out right now by this insanity. Real people. I don't know how you woke up today. I don't know what your mood was, what the condition of your life was. I woke up today and wife and kids were back home. They had uh, taken a vacation for a few days. I couldn't go with them. It was a work thing. Don't worry about it. But they're back home. I woke up today. Wife and kids are back home. Went out to the kitchen. Made my buddies some sausage and eggs and toast. Sat down, listened to my kids talk to me about things, hearing all their stories, knew I was going to head into work in a little while and do a show. And it's, a, it's not, a, obviously, as you can tell, I enjoy the show, but Friday shows, I enjoy them even more as so I was getting ready to head into my job. Normal day. Think about this person and how they woke up today and what they're, what they're going through. This is from your email. New eviction moratorium is destroying my mother-in-law. To pile on the loss of her mother last month, the renters in her only rental property are not paying rent. Not because they can't afford it, but because of past drama and the newest eviction moratorium that covers uh, a county in Iowa. I don't want to read it. I want your listeners to hear... A real story of landlords getting absolutely screwed by these unconstitutional laws being put in place by the administration. Where is the relief for small landlords like my mother-in-law? She has one property along with her own house. She cannot pay two mortgages. She's going into debt and cannot even pay her own bills. That's a real person. Somebody woke up today. And I know there are lots, but somebody woke up today And I don't, this hit home for me because I've been in situations like this before in my life. Someone woke up today and they have a lot more money in bills than they have money to pay. That's not a feeling. If you've ever experienced that in your life, that's not a feeling you ever forget. As you know, I don't, I didn't grow up in radio. I didn't, I didn't do this. I've had times in my life when I was out of work, mainly one of the main times when we moved from Washington DC to Texas. I had a wife, two young kids, and couldn't find work. That was when I ended up finding the job selling RVs. That's a long story. But living in Texas, wife, two kids, bills piling up, couldn't find work. That's not a feeling you ever forget. Not only, not only are people having that feeling right now across the United States of America, the president himself made that happen On purpose, wrap your mind around the malice you have to have in your heart as president of the United States. And it wasn't Biden's call, as you know. It was all the nutbag communists around him. The malice you have to have in your heart to point at this guy's mother-in-law and say, meh, you don't get to earn a living. Sorry. Sorry about all the stress. Sorry you're going to lose it all. Sorry, you're going to declare bankruptcy and realize this about these landlords, because I've heard these kind of stories before. If she can't pay the bills, she can't pay any of the bills. She's not only going to lose the rental property, she's going to lose her current home. You say it's a mother-in-law, so let's just go ahead and assume fifties and sixties. Um, she's never going to own a home again. Do you have any idea how hard it is to get approved for a loan if you've defaulted on one before? At that age, you're never going to financially recover. You will never own a home again. Joe Biden is pointing his finger at specific people and saying, get out of your home and you'll never own another one. This woman, assuming 60s, I don't know that, 50s and 60s. This woman's going to end up living in a one-bedroom apartment the rest of her life. Bunch of college kids upstairs pounding rock music and beers at 2 a.m. She's going to go from being a small, two-time homeowner scraping by to being in a one-bedroom apartment. That's wrong. That is wrong, is it not? That is wrong. What we are doing to people, what we have done to people throughout this pandemic is wrong and none of it made sense none of it ever made sense I know you feel it now even if you didn't then remember I forgot about this it popped into my head last night after the show otherwise I'd have brought it up on the show remember this when they got mad that the coronavirus hits and of course they told everyone to go inside even though sunshine helps coronavirus with vitamin D but that's another story entirely. But they got mad people were going outside and skateboarding at skate parks. Remember when they filled in the skate parks, Chris, with sand? They filled in the skate parks. A virus hit our shores, and our government's response was to fill up the skate parks with sand. None of this has made sense. None of it. And I'm going to move on to some lighter stuff here, and we're going to have fun. And there's going to be plenty of topics on the show, and I have some Biden audio you're going to have to hear, but... We are, we are, we are led by the biggest bunch of bunch of corrupt morons in the history of the world, in the history of the world. Oh, and I have some audio from the Nike CEO. I'm going to play this for you in a little while. Cause you and I, in about, Oh, I'll tell you what, about 45 minutes from now, you and I are going to do a little thought experiment and we'll, we'll wander through the weeds together and see where it takes us this 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 Nike CEO audio is whew, it is something but anyway I didn't want to bring it down right off the bat but I thought it was important we shine the light on what people are actually going through this is wrong this is wrong and they're doing it anyway and they know these stories All right, moving on here I have a ton of questions so we're just going to motor Oh, Bearded Oracle and Phone Nazi. Okay, that's not fair. Wait a minute. I guess maybe that is fair. I keep getting called Phone Nazi and Ruthless Phone Screener 1. I warned everybody. So I warned everyone for weeks ahead of time that if I gave out the phone number, I was going to be direct, rude, heartless, and I'm not doing that. Because I'm mean, I'm doing that because I'm actually nice. This is, once again, another example of me trying to be nice and everyone thinking it's rude. Yes, maybe it's a little rude to the callers who are droning on and we all get the point or, or they're not ready or anything. Maybe it's a little rude to the callers. I get that. But it's nice to you, isn't it? It's nice to you. I actually have a rule In radio, I have a rule for how I do a show for you. You Want to know what one of those rules is? I'll tell you what it is in just a second. But first and foremost, you need gold. Now, no, I don't want you to go sell your home and and fill up uh, uh, your driveway with gold bars and cart it off to the mountains. I, I don't want you to do anything drastic or crazy. Gold has value. It has always had incredible value. It still has incredible value. And your dollar, your dollar, there's nothing you can do to protect it because it's subject to the whims of these insane politicians who are spending money by the trillion we don't have. Get some real gold in your hands from Oxford Gold Group. I know these people. I'm telling you, they will take care of you. I send family there. I send friends there. I'm not just telling you about it. Tell them you listen to the Jesse Kelly Show. They will take care of you. They're going to put real gold in your hands, not a piece of paper saying you own some. Gold on your doorstep so you are financially protected. 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD, Oxford Gold Group. The Talk Radio Revolution. Jesse Kelly. It is the Jesse Kelly show on a Friday and ask Dr. Jesse Friday. We are churning through your questions and you brought some good ones. This Biden audio, <laughs> Chris, Chris, do we have the Biden audio yet? <laughs> listen to listen. I've said it before. I'm not trying to be mean and I'll get back to this radio question. I got here in just a second, but I've said it before. It matters a lot that the president of the United States of America can't talk in complete sentences. Uh, You don't get to be a quarterback for for, for the Green Bay Packers if you can't throw the ball. An important part of the job of being president is speaking. I think I can't talk. Of the unvaccinated. So we have to get more people vaccinated. I said well over what's the number again i remind myself 350 million americans have already been vaccinated wow that's good news i guess they got us all <laughs> what the, what in the world 300 350 million americans he even if you see the video he even looks down and references notes so he had it written down and still somehow managed to screw it up it matters a lot that the president of the united states of america can't talk that's one two I have said it repeatedly. I've really been hammering on it this week. It really matters. This pandemic of the unvaccinated narrative they're creating. They're creating second-class citizens. That's historically the kind of thing that leads to really, really ugly things. Oh, you don't like how things are going? It's all their fault. Oh, you don't like this? It's all their fault. Yeah, that's never resulted in anything bad happening, huh? Oh, Chris. Chris points to himself. Yeah, I mean, that's exib- Exhibit A. Not generally good to pick a group of people and scapegoat them for the prom- or problems in a society. Back to what I was saying about radio before I get to the rest of the email because I he, he called me a phone Nazi. One time a long time ago, and you're not – I don't even think this show is available anymore. Remember, I've only been doing this a few years, and it started out as a 7 o'clock at night, one-hour show in Houston. So, I mean, nobody listened, and you have to do what you're told. Before you—before anyone listens to your show, you do whatever you're told. And at one point in time, the station wanted me to go do what's called a remote Now, you know what a remote is, probably, if you don't allow me to explain. You leave the radio studio and you go out and you do your radio show in public somewhere. You've heard these before. Car dealerships or bars or whatever the case may be. I now have a rule. A rule I will be enforcing until the day they kick me off the microphone. I don't do remotes. Why don't I do remotes? I mean, why not? The audience loves to come out and see you. No, 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 no. I love seeing people. I love saying hi to people. You have any idea how bad that show sounded? People talking in the background, yelling, coughing, laughing. Ah ha 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 ha. Okay, so it was nice for the fifty people who got to attend, but all the rest of the audience has to be miserable because of that. That's not fair. That's why I treat phone calls the way I treat phone calls. Yeah, th- th- it may, th- that caller, maybe he's kicking himself. He didn't get to his point fast enough or he knows he's boring or something like that. But I didn't cheat you. You see, once again, by being mean, I'm actually being nice. This is just like my coronavirus st- coronavirus stance in the beginning. You remember when they announced the lockdowns day one? And I said, uh, no, that's insane. What are you out of your mind? And everybody and their brother, friends of mine, on the right, everybody and their brother texting me, Jesse, man, what is wrong with you, dude? Hey, are you serious about this? Dude, don't you care about, people are going to die. Why? You know how mean you sound right now? Jesse, they're going to kick you off the air. And I'll tell you the same thing I told them. Um, Give it some time. You'll find out I'm the one being nice and you're the monster. How do those suicide hotlines look these days? How's the substance abuse look in America? Set aside the landlords we already talked about. How about the small businesses? How they doing? How about kids? You ever see your kids cry over a Zoom call trying to learn math last year? Don't tell me I was the monster. I was the nice guy. You were the monster. Back to the email. I heard you whining about phone etiquette the other day, and your solution is simple. If you're lucky enough to speak to the bearded Oracle, you are taking someone else's place. You need to bring your A game and make a great point. Think of Simone Biles in the Olympics. He says you can use my name. His name is Grant. Well, one, let's get aside the show phone etiquette really quickly. I'm going to address all of America, especially you young people and young parents, and help you out. There are... Underrated and underserved skills you should pass down to your child. One of, if not the most underrated skill out there is speaking on the telephone. And I know what you're saying. Well, Jesse, everyone can speak on the phone. No, 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 no. People can hold a phone up to their face and they can talk. That's not speaking on the phone. Because this is how people talk now on the phone, and it bleeds into other parts of their lives. They speak like this in interviews. They speak like this when ordering food. They speak like this when taking orders. This is what people do. Hi, welcome to. Can I take your order, please? I, I'm I'm sorry. What I'm sorry. What do you say? Welcome to. Dinner, can I take your order, please? Speak up. Slow down. Enunciate. This is why I make my kids. And look, I can be stern about it. This is why I make my boys and have always made it since they were old enough to talk. I make them order their own food in restaurants. Always. Don't order for your kids. No, you order. And when you order, look the waitress in the eye because that's polite. You look her in the eye. You say, please, sir, ma'am. And you speak up because people learn, people. People in general are intimidated by speaking, whether it's in front of people or not. They just get intimidated by it. So natural human response, a a human thing to do is is to tone down your voice when you get nervous. And kids will do this because kids aren't confident in who they are yet. So it'll be like, I, I would like the chicken nuggets, please. No, 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 no. I'll be right there. Speak up. He can't hear you. Look him in the eye. Speak up. I would like the chicken nuggets, please. Thank you, sir. Do that for your kids. It'll help them. I promise, I promise, I promise it'll help them. All right. Chris brought up something. Oh, But speaking of Simone Biles, again, really quickly, because the guy brought up Simone Biles. Remember, that whole Simone Biles controversy was entirely the fault of Simone Biles and her PR people. If Simone Biles, because what happened was Simone Biles got what's called the twisties or mental blocks, and you can die or hurt yourself. But that's not what she said. As soon as she quit, she came out and said, I wasn't having fun. I got to take care of my mental health. I have to focus on me. Well, of course, that's going to bring down the wrath of everyone. You sound like a selfish quitter. If Simone Biles had come out and said, I had a mental block and I was worried I might die if I did the next routine, all of America would have been all, oh, okay, well, good. Go Take care of yourself. My goodness, don't get hurt out there. (laughs) All right. Now, it's time to tackle the hard issues. What are these hard issues? You're going to have to hang on. Now, baby, oh. she 90, 90. It is the know. Jesse Kelly Show. I didn't realize we were talking about Kamala Harris this segment, Chris, but oh, we can make jokes. It's fine. <laughs> Chris and I were talking about meth during the break. No, not doing it. We're talking about meth heads. He was looking at a house, and the air conditioning was on the wrong side of the fence, and the realtors told him, "Uh, you might want to extend the fence a little bit around there. It is weird. Drugs are so odd to me. So odd to me. As you know, I'm not some saint, right? I've been very honest. a bit of a checkered past here. But drugs are so odd to me, the ones like meth and stuff like that. How did that become a thing? I mean, look, everyone understands how weed becomes a thing. Most people have tried it at some point in their life, or at least you're aware of it. Okay, you smoke a little leaf and you get a little high and you eat some pizza and you go to sleep. How did we decide we should crystallize Clorox and smoke it? They do smoke it, right, Chris, or do they inject it? What am I asking you for? You've never done meth, whatever. And then it messes you up so bad That you find yourself breaking into things just to steal things. Who wants that? Like, who looks at that and says, man, that looks like it's for me. It's so odd. What, Chris? Chris said, cigarettes, you're burning. Yeah, but cigarettes are awesome. What? Are we not allowed... I just mean I look every everybody at some point in time has burned a heater once you had one too many it's it's easy to see why you can get into that you don't smoke cigarettes and then go break into the neighbor's air conditioning Chris you're missing what I was saying did I ever tell you the time I tried to kill those meth heads oh, I've never told you that story that might as well come out and say that now as you know when I got when I got back from Iraq I was scheduled to get out of the Marine Corps pretty close after that. I had done my four years. My four years was up. It just happened to work out that way in the schedule. Got home, and within a couple months, I was gone. Well, I was pretty fresh back from combat, and as you know, I've been honest about this before. I don't. I don't try to hide it. I wasn't doing that great mentally. Um, some anger, anger problems. Some violence problems. I was just an angry, violent person. I hadn't hadn't worked my way through all that just yet. I Look, it's it's true. I'm not proud of it, but I would go home after work, and I would close all the blinds and turn out all the lights in my apartment and sit and drink beer in the dark by myself. That's not somebody who's doing great, right? And Not doing great. Well, I was working construction because I went back to working construction when I got out, and we had these meth heads. They kept uh, breaking into our job site after the day was done. Once the day's done, you go back, you stage everything in your job site for those who don't work construction. You have everything fenced in. I mean, it's not a wall, but you try to fence it in as best you can. And anything that can be carried off will be carried off, so you try to lock them up in the, in these big Connex boxes, these big steel, big metal boxes. Well, they kept bringing uh, uh, stuff to cut the locks, and they kept cutting the locks of our Connex boxes and stealing our stuff. And I think... Although he never said anything to me, I think my dad knew I probably wasn't doing that well at this point in time, right about this moment, because I I made a suggestion and I was dead serious. We couldn't get them to stop breaking in and stealing our stuff. It was frustrating. You know, the cops aren't going to go stage a man at your construction site. That's a waste of their resources. They They don't have the manpower and time to do that. So I simply suggested with a totally straight face. I said, well, I'll just go wait in the Connex box for him with a weapon. And my, dad's, my dad looks, I'll never forget, he's looking at me and he said, and do what? And I said, well, I'll kill him. And he said, you could tell he was trying to work out whether or not I was being serious. And I was dead serious. I didn't see a problem with it at all. And he just kind of, I mean, to his credit, he's not the softest human being in the world. He was pretty great. He just kind of gave me that kind of pat on the shoulder of we'll be okay, son. It's okay if they steal a couple saws. We probably do not We probably don't have to kill anybody for that. I said, oh, okay. Well, just look, the offer's on the table. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) Look, Chris said I really don't like people who steal. That's part of it, too. I despise thieves. Despise them. I, I hate them. I've always been that way. And you know I'm not a good person, right? I'm a sociopath. So it shouldn't be something that bothers me. I'm like the only person on the planet. You could leave $10 million with me. And come back in ten years, and not a dollar would be taken. I won't do it. I can't do it. I hate it. All right, let's get some more Ask Doctor Jesse questions. Since this will probably be our last night off the air, we're talking about killing meth heads. Jay Steele Kelly. <clears throat> First and foremost, oh, should I be sending my Marine Corps buddy Crayola? That's not nice. Not sure the preferred crayon taste of the Corps. I had one crayon one time, and it was on a dare. For your information. That's one. Two. He continues on. A few a few of my friends and I are considering starting a conservative podcast. We have similar views to yours, but, but are apprehensive of voicing our opinions considering the current climate. But screw these commies. This is America. We can say what we want. To boil it down, what is your advice for some new radio slash podcast entrance? <sighs> I don't know that I'm the one who should be giving advice. He said I can say his name. His name is Casey. I don't know that I'm the one who should be giving advice. I just started. I, I'm glad you all, I'm glad you enjoy the show. I am, but I just got going here. I just fell back, backwards into this. Most guys who do this have been doing it for years. I mean, they started out uh, uh, interning for a radio station, a producer. They started out uh, doing this and that. I just started this. I will say this, and I think this is what has worked for me. i would be clear that this thing is working. I still don't fully understand why it's working so well and why it's turned into the fastest-growing show in America. I don't know, but I'll just say authenticity is really important because radio, it's obviously audio only, which is too bad for you. You don't get to look at me. What, Chris? Anyway, radio is audio only, but... That actually makes it more intimate, not less intimate, because you're just, you're just hearing the sound of my voice. If you fake it, if you're anything other than who you are, people will be able to tell. I actually, believe it or not, now I have loved talk radio for, oh gosh, 10 years now. Loved it. Consumed all kinds of it. I think there's so many talented people who do what I do. I don't listen to anybody anymore. No one. I won't listen to anybody, no matter how great their show is, all the other big shows. And there's a reason I don't do that. I want my show to only be my voice. And that will, that's what will make it unique because there's not another me. There's not another you. You're the only you, right? If I, if I spend all day long listening to the other mega talented people out there, Even close friends of mine, like Clay and Buck, have an amazing show. And they're both friends of mine. It's a great show. And I've been on it several times. I'm worried if I listen, I will sound like Clay and Buck. I will mimic what I'm hearing. I'll, I'll mimic their opinions on something. I don't want to mimic their opinions on something. They have their own opinions, great ones. I have different opinions. I have other things to say. People write all the time and they say the show's unique and the show's different. That's part of the reason it's unique. I don't consume any other audio media at all. So whenever I sit down and I and I do a show for you, it's just me. It's no one else's thoughts. Plus, you can avoid any. I've never been accused of copying someone else's work or plagiarism because I don't consume anyone else's work. How could you? There's not even a chance of accidentally doing something like that because I don't listen. So that might help you too. Be authentic. Be you. Don't try to be anyone else. And it's not that I want you to stop listening to the show. Obviously, I'm glad you enjoy it. Please keep listening if you want. But don't try to be me. Don't try to be a Clay and Buck. Don't try to be Hannity or Glenn Beck. Be you. Be you. There's only one you. Dear handsome Oracle, I'm 5'7", and my husband says he is 5'8". Then she puts in parentheses, this is me. She says, somehow we are the same height in pictures. That's not very nice. He says he does not like me to wear heels because I'm taller than him. I want to take your advice and be a dime and throw out the flats. What should I do? (laughs) All right. Ladies, I'm about to help you all out here. You ready for this? You ready? But that's going to have to wait a second, first and foremost. How many times have you seen a video in the past year, year and a half alone of an angry mob surrounding a car? How many times have you seen these horrifying videos? We just saw that one in Chicago. Oh, it was just a terrible scene where that wonderful young couple got killed, pulled out of a car and killed. This is a real story. Husband and wife are driving home after dinner. Angry mob surrounds them at a light, grab the husband. Starts dragging him out of the car. Might be their last night alive. Until he reaches for and grabs his hero 2020 non-lethal weapon. Pop, pop. Shoots his attacker twice in the chest. It unleashes this, I mean, brutally powerful pepper irritant. The attackers clear out. They drive home that night. Alive. Safe and sound. Sleep in the same bed again for the rest of their lives. Go to hero2020.com. Use the coupon code Kelly and it'll get you a great discount. Hero2020.com, coupon code Kelly. State law restrictions may apply. I've got to go out and make my way. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. We have a question about the budget, spending, this infrastructure bill. I'm going to get to that in just a second. First and foremost, let's get back to this one. Hey, handsome Oracle. That's the way to start out an email, Chris. I'm 5'7". My husband says he's 5'8". He says he does not like me to wear heels because I'm taller than him. I want to take your advice and be a dime and throw out the flats. What should I do? One. Ladies, hear me out here. You have heard me rail against flats a million different times. And I really mean this. I think it is actually reflective of a huge societal problem and Women wear flats a lot now. They look terrible. They look terrible. They're the least flattering thing I've ever seen in my entire life. When you bring this up to women, women will say things without hesitation to you like, but they're so comfortable. Okay. My sweatpants are very comfortable. Should I wear them out on a date with you? Well, oh, they're comfortable. I thought, I thought comfort was all that matters. But we've become such a society of Nancy's that men are too scared to tell women the truth about things because she might get mad at you. Your ballet flats look like garbage. Don't just throw them away. You can't take the chance. Some homeless woman will dig through your garbage and wear them. Take them out back and burn them. That's what you should do with your flats. However... I need to clarify something. I didn't say walk around in heels all day long. That would be visible. Now, obviously, heels are great. I didn't say that at all. Uh, when I say flats, I'm specifically talking about those hideous-looking ballet flats that look like you're on your way to ballet practice. Those are garbage. But that doesn't mean you have to wear heels, lady. W- women look great in all kinds of footwear. Women look great in sneakers. Women can pull off sneakers. Put on tennis shoes. Put on boots of some kind. I would avoid the Birkenstocks, but virtually anything else is fine. You don't have to wear heels. So there. She also says, we are pregnant with our first child. Name slash nickname suggestions. Finishes it off saying, I would call, but I was too nervous. I'd ruin everything and murder your audience. (laughs) Much love. She says, I can say her name. Her name is Amanda. Okay. I don't have name advice for people on kids. I will simply say this. My kids, we wanted them to have biblical names. New Testament, Chris, in your stupid face. All right, we wanted to have biblical names, and we wanted them to have simple guy-guy names. My kids are names James and Luke. That does, that's their names. I'm not telling you to do that. That was just what we would prefer. If I can I'll tell you to avoid one thing, though, and I really, really, really mean this, your child is going to be special and unique because every individual is special and unique. You don't have to try to highlight that uniqueness by giving them a name with a weird spelling. When you do that to a child, you are simply because you want to have your own special butterfly. Oh, look, we spell John with a G because you want to have your own special little butterfly You have doomed them to a life of having to spell out their name a million times. That's probably conservative. They are going to have to spell out their name everywhere. What's your name, John? Common spelling? No, it starts with a G. G G-O-H-N. If you give them a name... Just spell it like people normally do. You don't add any spiciness, any special little butterfly qualities to your child by giving them some kooky spelling of their name. It is the oddest thing in the world. And I say this as a Jesse. Now, J-E-S-S-E is how I spell mine. That's common spelling. But even then, half my life is J-E-S-S-I-E. That's vaguely annoying. Not a big deal. But don't guarantee your child has to go through that forever. That sucks. We're going to name her Sarah, but it's going to be S-A-R-A-A-A-A-A. That'll be special, right? That'll make her different. Yeah, she's going to hate your guts your whole life. Chris said it'll cost her a job. It might. It might. Don't do the special butterfly spelling. Mr. Kelly. US government should be forced to, one, have a balanced budget, two, have an upper limit on the amount of tax extracted per year. Let me caution you on something here. That's not a terrible idea. You don't think, but it actually is. And this is why. You and I spend a lot of time on this show and in our daily lives horrified by the people who are in charge of us, aren't we? I mean, look at these morons. Look at these corrupt losers who run our country. And I'm not just talking about Biden. There are so many corrupt, scumbag losers who run this country. But you and I make a mistake. And I, I've made this a million times, too. We feel like we're feel like we just one rule away from cleaning out all that gunk and getting it fixed. Uh, look, if we would just... If we would just pass a balanced budget amendment, then these guys couldn't spend anymore. Then these guys would get their fiscal house in order. Stop lying to yourself. I don't care how great the rules are. When you fill up your government with a bunch of corrupt scumbags, they're just going to find a way around the rules anyway. What would be their way around that rule? I don't know, but I promise you they'd find one. The solution is, as it always has been, to shrink the size of the federal government massively. Now, we're not like on the cusp of doing that. All this stupid government does is grow, but that's the solution. The solution is you take somebody like Joe Biden and you give him less power. Cori Bush, less power. Nancy Pelosi, less power. Because if these people have power, they're going to use it. They're going to use it for their own personal gain. That's the game of politics. We need better people and a smaller government. I want new rules, too. I'm just like, look, I want a balanced budget, too. But don't fool yourself into thinking we're one amendment or something away from getting this thing fixed. We're not. Not at all. Now, before I forget. The History Podcast, I know you love it. We try to put one of those out about once a week. It's out now. It's right there on our normal podcast feed. Go to uh, iHeartGoogle, Spotify, and iTunes. You will see it. We did it on Titanic this week. Chris added a couple little sound effects to the back, added some production to it. It's pretty stinking good if I say so myself. Now, maybe the heaviest question we've ever had on this show. Next. It is the Jesse Kelly show on a Friday and ask Dr. Jesse Friday. You should hear Chris complaining about the bagel situation in Texas. I complained about it yesterday. People, everything is a matter of which culture you have in your area. We don't have great bagels in Texas because we don't have enough Jews here. Bagels are traditional Jewish food. You want great bagels? Go to New York City. You can't walk two feet without going walking into some heavenly Jewish deli and all their bagels are so, so good. It's it's just a fact of life. What, Chris? Chris said, but they don't have any good Mexican food. Well, that's not totally true. That's not totally true. I'm going to get to the question about the Soviet Union here in a minute, but that's not totally true because New York has so many people from every kind of culture. You can find good Mexican food. It's just not going to be near as good as Mexican food here in Texas. We have more Mexicans. And and Mexico and Texas have such a long history. I mean, we got it, and then they got it, and we got it. And it it was just Mexican culture is a huge part of Texas culture. So our Mexican food is better. People get so worried and uptight about talking about the differences in cultures. It's so weird. If you want good Japanese food, you better go to where there are some Japanese people. You want bagels? You need some Jews. You want good Italian food? Take a stroll through Little Italy. Oh, my gosh. Little Italy in New York City. And Chris, you would love it. I can't believe you've never been. I've got to take you to New York City one of these times. The menus, half the menus are in Italian. You feel like you're about to see a mob hit any second, and the food, almost all these shops are run by, you know, some little Italian couple. Oh, gosh, it's so good. But it's, it's, I don't know why people get so uptight about that. We have a restaurant here in Houston called Taste of Nigeria. And I know what you're thinking. I never thought uh, Nigerian food would be hot on the menu. Well, you need some Nigerians for it. I don't know why people get weird about that. All right, I'll get to this heavy question here. You know what? Let's tackle it now, and then I'll dig it into this Soviet Union one. (laughs) This is a tough one. Wise Oracle. I was raised around guns, hunting, and shooting from a young age. Some of the most enjoyable memories I have from my youth are hunting and shooting with my dad and uncles. I want to experience that with my son as a father and have him experience, have, have the experience as well. Plus, I think knowing how to handle firearms properly is important as a man. Unfortunately, my wife is very anti gun. Mostly because when she was young, her cousin accidentally shot and killed himself, handling a firearm negligently. She is adamant that she doesn't want our son handling guns, but I am just as adamant in my position. I tried to compromise by waiting until he's older. He's now 14, but I believe I've waited long enough. She seems unlikely to compromise, so my only option appears to be to take him shooting over her objection. This will cause a major issue, but I feel like I have a responsibility regardless. Your thoughts. Says he loves the show. All right. This is honestly, this is, this is one of the hardest questions to answer I've ever had. I would make this suggestion first, but it doesn't sound like this is something she would go for. Why don't you do this? Why don't, instead of taking him shooting... Over her objection, because you always want to be a team as much as possible. Husband and wife, it's a team. It's a team effort out there. Yes, you're the man. You're supposed to be the head of the household. You're the leader. But it's still a team effort. Why don't you sign him up, both of you, and maybe her too if she wants, for a gun safety class? That's not you. You're not doing it. You're not letting him go out on the range. You're taking him to learn from an experienced professional. I'm sure you know how to learn how to use weapons safely already, but why don't you sign him up for a gun safety class? Talk to the wife about that. Hey, honey, I just want him to learn how to use it safely. I don't want to take any chances. She may go for that. Now, I don't want to be a chicken and not answer the question. So here it is. You got to teach your son son how to shoot. Sorry, you got to teach your son how to shoot. She's going to have to suck it up and get over it. I don't like saying that, but we're not talking about uh, whether or not you can teach your son how to golf here. Being able to handle a firearm is a skill that can save your life. It is a necessary skill for, in my opinion, men and women. I would say it's more necessary for women than men. Because they're smaller and weaker and more vulnerable to predators. You have to take your son at shooting. Look, this is not something I haven't gone through in my own life. When, when I first got married, uh, the wife, she didn't grow up around guns. She just That's not how she grew up. And I was, I mean, I would, you know, I'm me. I would take my guns out and just start cleaning them on the kitchen table. I've got, I got guns every freaking where. She didn't like that. Didn't like it at all voiced some objection. Now, it doesn't sound like she voiced an objection like your wife is. Voiced some objection. Tough. Guns are coming anyway. Now, that sucks. I don't, don't, that that gives me no pleasure to say that. And, And obviously, you have a duty to your wife before all, but you also have an obligation to teach your son how to live in this world. You have an obligation to do so. I mean, that, that would be, honestly, in my mind, uh, not that my wife would ever do this, but it would be like my wife telling me not to teach my kids how to drive or something. They have to learn how to drive. They have to. Your kid needs to learn how to use a weapon. And Lord willing, he never has to use it. Lord willing, his entire life is just fun and maybe hunting and fishing, you know. But a man needs to learn how to use a weapon. He must. In my opinion, a woman must, too. That is just something, especially in this day and age, as things are getting crazier and crazier out there, it's something you got to do. Kids got to learn, but do the gun class suggestion first. You may find she may go from that. Then it's not you teaching him. Then it's a professional teaching him. All right. I promised I would give you an answer to this. Somebody wrote in an email asking about uh, world war II Cause I love geeking out on history stuff. And they asked, Why didn't we just invade the Soviet Union like Patton wanted at the end of World War II? Listen. You know I'm an America homer, right? I'm a homer all the way for America. And I'm a communist hater to the core, as you're well aware of. We couldn't have invaded the Soviet Union. At the end of World War II. Now... A lot of this was because of the things we were supplying them. But at the end of World War II, the Red Army was the best fighting force in the world, at least on land, at least on land. And you can, like Chris is is pointing up to the sky right now, talking about our air power. And we had these great uh, B-29 super fortresses by the end of the war, and they were great. There were great planes. and it, Yeah, all that stuff's true. But not only was the Red Army... A fantastic fighting force. They had years of experience where they just taken out another fantastic fighting force in Nazi Germany. They have years of experience doing that one. And not that I like to point out any benefits to communism, but if if you're fighting war, it can be beneficial to not value the human life of your own people when it comes to winning the war. You see, Chris is pointing up to the sky, and we had planes and planes and planes. Okay, where are we going to bomb? Oh, Jesse, we will uh, 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 drop a nuke on Moscow. Do you think Stalin would care that you dropped a nuke on Moscow? And even if he cared, do you think Stalin would look at Let's just call it a million. I'm making up a number. Do you think Stalin would look at a million dead Russians in Moscow and say, oh, man, I'm so sad about their, their death. I think I'll just give up because I'm so sad about my Russian citizens dying. Stalin would probably look at it and go, oh, nice. That's a million less mouths to feed. We could not have invaded the Soviet Union. Now, don't get me wrong. They couldn't have invaded us either. Our Navy was so, our our Navy was borderline. There's an argument made a lot these days that our Navy was too good by the end of World War II. When I say too good, I mean King, Admiral King, sucked up so much of the resources that we had way too good of a Navy. We didn't need near that many warships. So they, they weren't invading us either. We weren't invading them. All right. Time for you and I. To tackle the amendments which one don't we like hang on i got an animal inside of me this is jesse kelly you're listening to the jesse kelly show it is the jesse God. kelly show one final thing on the soviet union talk because chris was bringing it up why can't we do it why can't we do it uh, you want to you invade the Soviet Union and take over? Okay. Someone did do it. Someone did do it. His name was Genghis Khan. Are you ready to do that? I mean, people don't realize this about conquest. And remember, the age of conquest is not gone. The age of conquest never ends. Men conquer. Bad men will rise, or maybe good men, depending on how you look at it, they will rise. They will raise fierce army, armies, and they will conquer other areas. That is the nature of man; It's never changed. But one thing, Americans, we get it wrong by trying to get right about war. Is we think there's a halfway to do things. We think we can do things halfway because we were, you know, again, Judeo-Christian society. We want to live by the Golden Rule and do th- do nice things like that. I want, to, I want to invade the Soviet Union, but I don't want to hurt any women and children. Okay, then you're not going to invade the Soviet Union. Genghis Khan managed to pull off the invasion. How? He killed everything he saw. You ready to do that? You ready to do that? Jesse, I don't, I don't like that we left Afghanistan. Okay, well, what was your plan? Well, we should have stayed and helped. Okay, you can do one of two things in Afghanistan. You can pack up your stuff like we did and leave, or you can kill everyone who's there. I don't think you want to kill everyone who's there, right? Do you want to be on the historical genocide ledger? You want to be lumped in with the Nazis? You want to be lumped in with what Turkey did to the Armenians? You want to be lumped in with what the Assyrians did to pretty much everybody? Do you want to be on that ledger? You want to be lumped in with Genghis Khan? Look, if you do, that's fine. But understand, there's no halfway to do these things. The the, the time America understood that best was actually during World War II. When we realized fighting Japan, okay, there's no halfway to do this. We can't do this nice. Their cities are going to have to burn. And we torched them. And we won. All right. Dr. Jesse, this is how we save the country. Each state should adopt its own electoral college for state elections. This would sap the power from the large Democrat-controlled cities in predominantly conservative states. And two, repeal the 17th Amendment. Why not the 19th? Oh, quit, Chris. Anyway, it's we're not going to be able to do things like this because the federal government will block it. I, look, I, I agree. It's nice, but the federal government will block it. Dear Dr. Steele Kelly, I am king, and I sentenced you to live on a, on a self-sustaining island for the rest of your life. You are allowed to bring as many men and women as you want. What is the proper ratio of males to females, and don't cop out and say one. What system would you put in place to establish a hierarchy? Are all the girls dimes or do you mix it up? (laughs) Okay. Uh, That's actually a really great question. What is the ratio you want? Now, selfishly, I would say you'd want two women for every dude, right? But then if you're thinking this through, No, no, I didn't say I want two women. I just mean that's the ratio I would want quick, Chris. I just mean that's the ratio I would want. But in reality, you really probably ought to go for one and one. Because if you don't, listen, if you don't, what's going to happen is you're going to create conflict inevitably. If you created a society where there were two dudes for every woman or two women for every dudes, the competition on the island would eventually cause all-out warfare. What, Chris? Chris said slightly more dudes dudes because we die younger. That's actually probably not a terrible idea. As far as establishing a hierarchy goes, I would be obviously the king. What, Chris? I would be the king. Whatever I said would be law. And then I would put in – what? I would put in a system in place so whenever I died – the future government of the island would be some kind of representative republic thing as far as should all the girls be dimes well to each his own what i'm saying by that is who decides who's a dime and who's not i've got i've got a bunch of buddies out there who like to wrestle heavyweight people like different things different dimes are different things to different people and that's okay A lot of dudes like uh, tall chicks, short chicks. Dudes like Asians, black women, blondes, redheads. And all that. And ladies, too. There are ladies out there who love tall guys. There's probably one lady out there who likes short guys, although I've never met her yet. (laughs) Quit. Ladies love super ripped dudes. Ladies love dad bods. You decide what's a dime. You decide what's a dime. Dear Doc. Now that you've lived in the Republic of Texas, I'm sure you've experienced many Texas cult favorites like Whataburger and Bluebell and whatnot. Which Texas icons do you find overrated and which do you find rated? Whataburger is overrated. Now, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't scream at the radio. Whataburger is delicious. I eat at Whataburger probably once a month. I try to not eat that much fast food anymore. I am 40 now, but I love Whataburger. Love it. But Texans worship it. Absolutely worship it. Whataburger, the burger itself, it's not in the same league as something like In-N-Out Burger. In-N-Out Burger is very... Turn the mic back on, Chris. Vastly superior burger to burger. But Texans are a funny breed. I was not a Texan in the Marine Corps. Remember, I was from everywhere. And, of course, I had a bunch of buddies that were in the Marine Corps from Texas. And Texans are absolutely obnoxious because they act like it's the only state in the union. They act like it's the only state that matters at all. So they're obnoxious. However... I did choose to move here on purpose, and it is kind of better here than everywhere else. I, I do like it. I like it a lot. I mean, a lot. Now, each state each state has its own thing. Each state has its own flavor, but yet Whataburger's terribly, terribly overrated. Very good. Very good. Very good, but terribly overrated. Chris is now throwing things at me. See, these Texans, they get so possessive over these things. All right. Somebody doesn't want to take a shot, but doesn't want to get fired either. Let's chat. Hey, it's, hey. It is, is, is the Jesse check. Kelly Show on an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Before I forget, remember the History Podcast is up and available now. Go enjoy yourself. Did one on the Titanic. If you're looking for it, it's right on the normal podcast feed now because we're still working on getting the other one up there. So it's on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. You will see it on there. I think you will have some fun with it. Well, Maybe fun with the sinking of the Titanic was the wrong way to put that <laughs> All right, I'll get to this email about a uh, mandatory vaccine from an employer in a second. But I promised you earlier a little thought experiment. Here it is. Let's assume in a this alter world scenario, let's assume China is sailing across the seas. They managed to take our woke Navy, worried about the color of someone's skin and if we have enough transgenders in there, and they sent it to the bottom of the ocean, God forbid, and they land 20, 30 divisions on the California shore and start marching east. Now, in our scenario here, I'm about to ask you a question. But first, I'm going to play you a bit of audio. This is the CEO of Nike. I want you to listen to what he says. I want you to listen closely. Here it is. Participate in sport all over the world, including China. China is a very important market for us. We have a long-term history in China. You know, Phil Phil Knight, our, our founder, was in China 40 years ago, beginning to build what's now an incredible consumer connection that Chinese consumers have with Nike, with Jordan, with Converse. We're the number one Sports brand on T-Mall have been for the last decade, still are today. I I, I got the general gist. Here's my question. All those Chinese divisions land in California and they're marching east. How many of America's entities immediately sign up to start fighting with the Chinese and against you? I really mean it. I'm not saying it just for funsies either. I think it's time... You and I have a little assessment of where we stand as a nation and where our most powerful entities have their loyalty aligned. Let's just set Nike aside for a moment. That's not anyone else's shock. Hollywood. I interviewed somebody yesterday on my TV show. Uh, You can catch my TV show every night on the first 9 p.m. Eastern time. I interviewed someone on my TV show. And he dropped the bomb on me. It hurt. He was going over the, the, uh, the finances of Hollywood. Because I was saying, look, at some point in time, people aren't going to the movies. They're changing the channel. They're not watching sports. At some point in time, they're going to have to change and do something different, right? And he said, no, you don't understand. China funds virtually all of those things. Okay, so again, I ask, how many of our cultural institutions... How many of our most powerful entities throw away the old red, white, and blue and start waving the Chinese flag as the divisions march east? That got uncomfortable, didn't it? Something to think about. Something to think about. Like I've said a million times over, this is why. This is why you and I must either destroy or take over the education system in this country, the government education system. We have to. Because we are raising generations of people who aren't patriots. Patriotism is not some hokey thing. It's not some, oh, here we go with the red, white, and blue talk. Feeling a loyalty to your own nation is essential for a country to survive. Because if you have, as we have now, a country where half the people hate it, well, then all their daily actions go like that. All their daily actions are centered around that. They don't worry about doing what's best. They don't feel any obligation to do what's best for America, some duty for their country. If China invaded tomorrow, how many people out there would say, good, America deserves it? China doesn't seem that bad, actually. How many? Far too many. Let's just agree with that. Back to your emails. Hey, Jarhead, I'm a government employee and I love my career, but I won't put on a mask or take a bleep shot. I did that in the Marine Corps where I volunteered to give up my rights to protect Americans' rights. I'm not volunteering to put a blank rag on my face or take a a jab for these beeps. If or when I get fired, who are the lawyers that will represent Americans like me when we take them to court? I don't have the money to afford legal fees. Semper Fi, brother. Semper Fi to you, my man. I've said this before. I'll say it again to you. I just got a text right before the show, right before the show from another Marine Corps buddy of mine. He's he's out now, but his private company, they're requiring a mask. Or uh, they're requiring a vaccination or he's going to get fired. If you can't afford a lawyer, you should do one of two things. Wait, one is wait, make them fire you and wait because there are already cases going to courts in various states where people are challenging these employer mandates. You might have an answer to your question without sinking a dime into the lawyer. And this will vary probably from state to t- state, to state too. So remember that one, wait, two, if you can't find a lawyer I will be on the lookout from now on because I keep getting this question for various conservative legal groups. They do exist out there. They're not nearly as many as the left, and they're not nearly as well-funded as the left, but I will be on the lookout for various conservative legal groups who are representing people pro bono. If I find one, I will dig into it first and make sure they're reputable. If they are, I'll bring them on the show have them make their sale so that they can tell you who they are, all right? I haven't got wind of any yet. That doesn't mean they don't exist. But if there's one of them out there doing that kind of work, I will keep my eyes open and try to help you out because I know people are out there. They're desperate. They're scared. There's, there's nothing like that feeling of being out of work or possibly being out of work. It's a sinking, sinking feeling. I don't want you to have to go through it. I'm going to be on this. These employer mandates are garbage. we got to fight against this. Have to fight against this. We cannot allow this precedent to set in where employers can force you to take a non-FDA-approved vaccine. Dr. Jesse, thanks for your courage, Jesse, to take on subjects no one else dares to. I don't know about courage. A lot of people have a lot of courage out there. Uh, Yeah, I talk about things other people don't want to talk about. But part of that is... It bothers me we don't talk about them. We should be confronting things that are uncomfortable. If all we ever talk about are nice things, how are we ever going to beat the communists? How are we ever going to accomplish anything? Let's talk about things that make us uncomfortable. Fast forward to 2024. You get a call from the RNC to speak at the GOP National Convention in support of DeSantis or someone else. One, do you do it? Two, what do you say? I've been a huge fan since the Daily Briefs, and I can't be more thrilled you're having huge success. Keep up the fight. Please read my name, Kelly III. His name is Eric from Red Block of Central California. All right. It's funny you brought this up, because actually uh, Chris brought this up to me the other day. It's actually not outside of the realm of possibility that the RNC would invite me to speak. Now, the heads of the RNC, not so much but they might get enough pushback from powerful people who are running and whatnot to, to invite me to speak. Do I do it? Probably. I probably do. Now that might be real uncomfortable for the RNC. When I get up there and start speaking, because if you think I would get up there and give them a pass for being spineless losers who handed this country to the left, you got another thing coming. But I would, feel, I would feel an obligation to try and defeat President Kamala Harris as much as humanly possible. I would feel an obligation to try to stop that. I've told you this before. Like if I got asked to be chief of staff, oh, gosh, I would not want to do it. I would probably feel a duty to do it. But then I would be denying you the sultry sounds of my voice. Chris, what? <laughs> All right. Somebody wants to start calling the left racist. Let's discuss that in a moment. But first and foremost, Mike Lindell is back in the news again. Why is he back in the news? Once again, he's out there taking it on the chin on your behalf and my behalf. You and I spend all day long, rightfully so, yelling about these anti-American corporations out there. We have a pro-America corporation right here. Mike Lindell is a patriot. Be more purposeful with where you spend your money. I do. Look, I have my pillow stuff all over my house and we'll continue to acquire more. And look, the stuff is so quality, you get a 60-day money-back guarantee. And there's a steal right now. His six-piece towel set, all USA cotton, is normally one hundred nine ninety nine. Right now, for my listeners, it's $39.99. Go to mypillow.com, click on the Radio Listener Specials, and you and you get 3999, but you have to use the promo code Jesse. Mypillow.com. Go get your towel set. Use the promo code Jesse. Enjoy. It is the Jesse Kelly show on a Friday and ask Dr. Jesse Friday. We're not taking any calls today, so don't bother calling. If you want to email your love, your hate, your death threats, your ask Dr. Jesse questions, all those are welcome. Jesse at jessikellyshow.com, Jesse at jessikellyshow.com. All the emails, they all go right to Chris. He prints them all out for me. I read every single one. You send it, I'll read it. I'm not going to respond. I get way, way, way too many of them, so don't be holding your breath for a response. Also, if you want to follow me on social media, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at jessikellydc, at least until they ban me again, which we all know is coming. Dr. Jesse, the kiss of death for any person, business, or idea is declare that it is racist. I suggest we use that to our advantage and proclaim masks and vaccines to be racist. We can argue that white supremacists hate blacks so much that they invented the mask mandate to force blacks to cover their faces in public. Look, we can get too cute with things. This is getting too cute with things. The word racist has ceased having any meaning in this country at all. They ruined it. Everything turned into racist, so it ceased having any meaning to the people who matter. If we want to play offense against the communists and you want to do it however you want to do it, that's fine. If you want to take that tactic, it's fine. But it won't work because the mass media won't carry that message. Remember, to them, they can never be racist. And to them, every Republican is racist. You're not going to change that mindset by by starting to call them that. I mean, let's be honest. And I'm not one of these people. You know, I don't do that thing where I'm like, Democrats are the real racists. I don't think they care about race at all. I think they're communists. They only care about race to the extent it helps them advance communism. But let's keep in mind, Joe Biden. Joe Biden has a history of saying a lot of really racist things. A lot of them. Not one or two. Joe Biden has a lot of things he's said that are, uh, really? What, Chris? Uh, Chris, said, yeah, Chris said he's more concerned about the pedophile vibes. Look, that's a legitimate thing to say. I, t- I brought up that video yesterday that came out of Joe Biden and that little girl. It's legitimate to ask that question. That is not normal for a human being, a grown man, to constantly... Constantly, and these are just the ones we've seen on videotape, be all over little girls. And remember, we have how many, 10, 20 of these we've seen on video. How many aren't on video? That's disgusting. That's not normal. And don't use this excuse of, wow, he's old. I know a lot of old people that don't touch little kids. It's weird, and we can have that conversation. I don't know if there's something there, but I know my eyes are telling me that doesn't look right. It sure looks like there's something there. I now know what our forefathers felt like. We have people that say, long live King George, Biden, he's saying. Then there are people like you and me where we love our freedom. We love our country but I, like you, feel unfortunately our parents will be going through a divorce and I will be one of the ones that will want to waive my parent time with the communist parent. Uh, that's true. And it sucks we're at a time where half the country roots against the country. But I do have a little something that may make you feel better, may make you feel worse. You know we fought this American Revolution, right? It's an awesome time. Cool thing. We started this new nation with... A free nation that hadn't been done. It's really cool. All that stuff worked out well. Do you know what percentage of the country fought for liberty during the American Revolution? Do you know what percentage? About a third. A third of the country were loyal to the British. The same percentage of the country that fought the Revolution. It's the same percentage that were loyal to the British. And in case you're wondering, the other third didn't really care. Just wanted to be left alone. If you feel like there aren't enough people fighting for you, there aren't enough people doing the things you want done on behalf of this country. That's a normal feeling. I get that feeling a lot too. You, you, you and I were in the same boat, but understand freedom is always, always, always the burden of a few. The fact that there's only a few of us fighting, you know, it's, it's just you and me. And so a few other people fighting that's not our own unique point in human history. That's the norm in human history. The norm is you and I, we're going to be outnumbered. We're going to have people, mainly people on our side, who are disappointing us, who don't understand the stakes of the game, who either join with the other side or they're just, they're just not in it for the fight, and you can get frustrated with them, and I do. You hear me get frustrated with them all the time. The truth is, though, It's going to be kind of lonely sometimes. That's the way it is. We'll be all right. I heard you talking about the infrastructure bill and how it's a sham full of insider dealing. I heard some talk about how we lack proper representation and that there is a thought that we should be represented at at one house representative per 50,000 people. That would give us some 6,000 representatives and level the playing field. Your thought? When has increasing the number of something ever, 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 ever ever increased the quality of something? We're not lacking representation. We're lacking quality representation. That's what we're lacking. The truth is we don't really have representation. I brought this up yesterday because I want you to understand how the sausage gets made. And it's real and it's disgusting, but it's important you and I know This is what these people are doing to us. They sat down with a trillion dollars of our money, your money, all that money they steal from your paycheck every week. They sat down, a bunch of senators and congressmen, with a trillion dollars of our money, and they simply started handing it out to each other for buying more votes from their state and district. Well, we know Nancy gets this much, and of course Chuck's going to get this much. How, do you, how much do you want, Bob? Oh, yeah, you do have a tough re-election campaign. We better throw Bob an extra $50 million in there. Not one person, not one person sat down and gave a thought to that money and treasured it like it was their own. Not one person sat down with that money and thought to themselves, I want to improve infrastructure or improve the economy. Our system is so hopelessly broken now, they all sat down and figured out how to buy votes with your money. That's the truth. All right. It's time. We have a wrestling match. I'll explain. It is the Jesse Kelly Show final hour on an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday Dr. Jesse, the WWE is billing you. Chris, the WWE still exists, right? It does. I used to love professional wrestling when I was a kid. But here, this is a great example of who my dad is. I loved it, right? My old man. And my old man, I told him I loved it one day. And now it's like six or seven years old. And this is the Hulk Hogan days and all this stuff. My old man looks and says... You know, that's fake, right? <laughs> just totally, just matter of factly just ruins the whole thing for me. Anyway.
1: Thank each and every one of you for all you've done to your bodies. It's still real to me, damn it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Chris just played audio of some guy. Who showed up? There were a bunch of professional wrestlers doing some autograph signing thing or something like that. And some grown man stepped up <laughs> to the microphone. Chris, play it one more time, please. <laughs> For all you've done to your bodies. It's still real to me, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm crying. All right, quit. We got to get focused. This is a national show. All right, Dr. Jesse the WWE is billing you Jesse the Nature Boy Kelly in a four-person tag team wrestling venue. There are three other wrestlers. The 1976 East German female swimmer taking male hormones. The 2020 USA male powerlifter taking female hormones and a cheetah. Who would you choose as your teammate? Hmm. You know, I'd probably go with the male power lifter taking female hormones. He probably can still lift a lot. He just talks too much. Dr. Jesse, you keep saying that it was Trump who appointed Fauci and Scarflady, but he didn't. Trump at the very beginning gave the whole thing to Pence to handle, and Pence made those appointments. Trump, of course, quickly got involved, but by then he was stuck with Fauci. By then, Fauci was such a saint that Trump couldn't fire him. Hang on. Hang on. You and I were the ones who have the uncomfortable talks, right? You were the ones that have the big boy conversations around here. You understand I'm a fan of Trump's presidency. Greatest foreign policy president of my life, renegotiated trade deals, was outstanding on the economy. I am a fan of Trump's presidency. Put away the pajamas, put away the pom poms you cannot excuse you cannot excuse and just dump it on mike pence cuz you hate mike pence allowing dr fauci to go out there and essentially take over the united states of america that's what he did for a period of time dr fauci ran this country and i'll say that i'll say now what i said then i don't care that it's unpopular donald trump made a colossal mistake not having an economist of some kind give him daily briefs the same way Fauci was giving him daily briefs. We became the United States of coronavirus. There were no other considerations, only coronavirus. Now, yeah, eventually Trump realized it, but it was too late. You can love Trump. You can love his presidency. I respect him. I respect his presidency. He he took on a very corrupt system that hated him. Had a mountain to climb. Not saying I would have done better. You can do all those things, but we're going to be big boys and girls here. Don't blame Mike Pence. Donald Trump's personnel decisions, not just Fauci, they weren't bad. They were embarrassing. His hiring and firing throughout the entire four years of his presidency was nothing short of embarrassing. It was Let's not be, let's not, let's not be pom-pom waivers here. Let's be grown up enough to realize that. And I say that not to rip on him. I say that. So you and I will hold the next guy more accountable for those decisions. Won't we? I mean, if it turns out to be heavy D, if it turns out to be president DeSantis. Aren't you going to pay more attention to who his secretary of state is? So it's not Rex Tillerson. Aren't you going to pay attention to who he brings in the White House so Omarosa doesn't get a paying job again? Aren't you going to pay attention? Of course you will. I will. Tell you that much. Just read that four Capitol Police officers have died by suicide since January 6th. Does anyone else find that a little fishy? What is the rate of suicide for Capitol Police? Maybe they had a different story to tell than what the Biden administration wanted published maybe they killed themselves the same way jeffrey epstein did what has hillary been doing the past few days look i haven't really speculated very much on this at all just because suicide is such a such a terrible thing it's just so terrible the way it the way it destroys families and it's not only a death there's always you know that that shame thing attached to it that makes it even worse so it's, 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 there's a reason I haven't brought it up. And there's another reason is I don't know anything. But I will say, yeah, that's pretty weird. That's pretty weird. As I said the other day, I, I mean, I was in combat with buddies. Some of us struggled. but Pretty much all of us struggled when we came back. Not one of them committed suicide. You're telling me a slightly spicy protest from January 6th? Prompted four of them to kill themselves? It is weird. But I don't know. I don't know anything, and I don't want to speculate on suicides because it's so ugly. Yeah, it's weird. If you know something, you're welcome to email the show, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. I think it's really weird. We don't know who put the pipe bombs at the RNC and DNC. Don't you remember? We were told that day pipe bombs were set. I've even seen internet pictures. This is the person placing the pipe bombs. Remember, Washington, DC, in case you haven't ever been there, is one of the most surveilled cities in the world. You walk around, especially around the Capitol area, you walk around up there. There are cameras everywhere. And I mean everywhere. They can find people who set pipe bombs in like in some rural area of the country. You expect me to believe they can't track down the pipe bombs the RNC and DNC? What, Chris? Oh, Chris, that's wrong. That's probably not wrong, though. Chris said the feds can't turn in their own boys. I mean, what am I supposed to think? He says it tongue-in-cheek, but honestly, what am I supposed to think? You got all the people who wandered into the Capitol with antlers on their head, locked away in solitary confinement. You're throwing the book at all of them. But you can't seem to track down pipe bomb guy? Really? That's a little weird. Dear Dr. Steele Shogun Menu Whisperer Kelly. What, Chris? Couldn't agree more that we anti communists need to watch where we spend our money. $15 on Netflix and $100, $100 on shoes will only make a small dent. Let me pause there for a brief moment before I go on. Yes, your $15, your $100 will only make a small dent unless we all do it. Remember, remember the silent majority, which you know that word just disgusts me because it means nothing. The fact that we're silenced, the reason we lost the country, the silent majority, if it turned into a majority that actually had teeth, we could actually win this thing because we do have the numbers. There are more people who think like you than think like them. Yeah, your $15 or your $100 small dent. Makes a lot bigger dent if a 1,000 of you do it, 10,000 of you do it, 100,000. Do you think there are 100,000 people out there on the right who have a Netflix subscription do you think Netflix would feel it in the old stock price if a hundred thousand people tomorrow quit? Oh yeah, they would. They would feel it hard. But we, you and I, struggle with this, and I struggle with it too. We um, we struggle with the incremental small gains. The left loves incremental small gains. They'll play that day. They'll play that game all day long. The death by a thousand cuts. The right feels like we have to take it all back at once. We don't. Took them a hundred years to get here. It'll take us a hundred years to get it back. Anyway, I'll move on to what he thinks we need to do to organize in a second. Hang on. Missed out? Catch up.
1: JesseKellyShow.com.
0: It is the Jesse Kelly show on a a a Monday, on an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. The email was about, you know, this. I'll continue on with it. I think to make a huge statement and really form the foundation of the conservative movement, Trump needs to buy a bank. I say Trump because he has everything to make it happen. Keep it private so no stock shenanigans from from Wall Street. But I think this would do. Every gun manufacturer, distributor, and shop can get away from Operation Tro- uh, Choke Point. I I actually don't hate what you're talking about in theory. I don't know that Trump is the one to do it. Trump has his own stuff going on now, separate stuff going on right now. Chris, quit raising your hand. That's a stereotype. Chris wants to run our bank. That's not right, Chris. <laughs> That's not right at all. Honestly, uh, in in theory, you're right. Uh, my buddy Dave Reboy. He talks about this all the time about how we need to set up for ourselves alternate economies. We need to start small, but we do. He's right. This is true. What they've done is they continue to seize various portions of our economy to try to freeze out their political enemies. I mean, it starts with, you know, social media, but how quickly did it move on from social media to things like PayPal? PayPal's going out there partnering with social media to to stop extremists from, from making money. I've said to you before, PayPal, Facebook, whatever little commies you want to imagine, think about you personally. Think about your last 10 political text messages you sent. Would they look at any of those and say, that person's an extremist? Oh, you bet they would. You bet they would. How about that text I sent you, Chris? <laughs> oh, yeah, they definitely would. Yesterday was the first day I listened to you. Thanks for not being another candy butt. I'm using. going to use the word butt. Candy butt on the radio. Thank you for putting forth what so many of us in this country have been saying for 20 years. Your comment that the government should be afraid of we the people was spot on. You're the only guy I've heard that understands you cannot fight an enemy on your terms. The war must be waged on theirs. Look, I saw again last night that governor, uh, a Republican, of course, wrote Governor Larry Hogan of Maryland. Now, he's a weenie Republican, but Larry Hogan of Maryland gets up on TV last night and basically issues another threat, threatening people. uh, Get vaccinated or else. Why do you people feel like you can talk to us in this way? Why do they feel so comfortable speaking to us in this way?
1: Look, I I don't care what uh, misinformation or conspiracy theories that you have heard. Uh, The plain and simple fact is that these vaccines are working. If you're still unsure about the vaccines, uh, here is the important fact for you to consider. Nearly every single person hospitalized or dying with COVID-19 in Maryland right now is unvaccinated. Uh, Those of you who uh, refuse to get vaccinated at this point are willfully and unnecessarily putting yourself and others at risk of hospitalization and death. You are the ones uh, threatening the freedoms of all the rest of us, the freedom not to wear masks, to keep our businesses open, to get our kids back in school and tragically it may be only a matter of time until you do get COVID-19
0: who in the world do these people think they are aren't you tired of being talked down to by your servants who do you think you are governor shut your mouth go wear your mask if you want take your vaccine I don't care you don't get to speak to me that way you're a governor not a king all right, I got to speed up the I got to speed up these questions here a little bit. Hey Jess, hey guys, where's Michael Malice? I miss that snarky, anar- snarky anarchist. 1. I get this question a lot cuz Malice is so good. He was a regular on Mondays. 2. Yell at Michael Malice about it. He is look, I'm I'm only kidding. Don't yell at Malice. He's my buddy. He hasn't gone anywhere. He's in the process of not only moving to Texas, he has a has a love in his life he's doing a bunch of moving things around if you're missing malice understand oh i've reached out and virtually every time he's apologizing saying he has to do this and that he's not blacklisted he's a busy man at the time being malice ain't going anywhere he'll be back i'll try to get him back on again next week Quick question. I am a loan officer and have been doing many refinances for small employed borrowers. I've seen many of these borrowers getting PPP loans from their banks that are not repayable and being forgiven. For the last four loans I have done for self-employed, they are getting these funds. All clients are making well over $250,000 a year. Question. Why should they be getting these funds and not having to pay them back? I would understand if they received them and had to prove they needed the funds and then would not have to pay them back. These clients clearly don't need the funds and the system is a joke. These clients are making more money now than before COVID just doesn't seem to be any checks and balances. Yeah. thank Republicans. You're mad about these PPP loans. So was I, I was back there screaming about these PPP loans right when Republicans fired up the printing presses after allowing the economy to get shut down and then started handing out cash. Why was I screaming about them? Because I can see this stuff coming a mile away. You're just going to start giving people huge loans and telling them they're forgivable and you don't think there's going to be widespread people taking advantage of such a thing. Of course they are. Of course they are. It's time for us to accept every single thing we have done in response to coronavirus has been a huge mistake and the wrong thing. Every part of it. And one stupid mistake led to the next stupid mistake, which led to the next stupid mistake. If you even want to call them mistakes. Every part, every single part of what we've done is wrong. And we crushed ourselves with this thing crushed ourselves. Gosh, I, you know what? I'm getting fired up on a Friday. I'm not going to do it. Chris moving on dear menu, whispering Swami with the, Oh, I can't say that on the air. You have stated that Texas pizza is terrible. And to get a decent one, you need to go to the Northeast. What are your thoughts on Chicago style pizza? Is it really considered pizza or just pizza flavored pie? Maybe a lasagna minus some layers. Thank you for your infinite wisdom settling this debate. He says I can say his name. His name is Kevin. Chicago pizza is rancid, gutter trash, and will not be considered pizza or really food on this show. (laughs) Hi, Jesse. I'm currently embracing the current silver lining, and I realize it's now easier than ever to see the commies and weaklings. I refuse to visit establishments that are currently requiring masks, even though there's no government order here in North Carolina to do so. I especially steer clear of any business requiring vaccination proof. Now I spend my money and energy on people and places that at least value freedom over tyranny. And that is the current silver lining and the mess we find ourselves in. She is not wrong. This last year and a half, yeah, it's been tough. It's been very, very beneficial to find out who our friends really are, who's really on your side, and who's just a whimpering sap waiting for the right opportunity to go kneel before the communists. Be more purposeful with your money. All right. Let's talk about erasing people. Hang on. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. I'll get to erasing people here in just a second, but did you hear Joe Biden today? Did you hear Joe Biden? I played it a little earlier in the show. I'm going to play it again now. This was your president. Of the unvaccinated. So we have to get more people vaccinated. I said... Well over, what's the number again? I remind myself, 350 million Americans have already been vaccinated. Is our system of government a mistake? I'm not trying to be, look, I'm not trying to be glib. Did we make a mistake setting up a representative republic? Have you ever wondered about it? I mean, I love being free. You love being free. I'm glad we're free. Created the most prosperous country in the world. So clearly... It worked out for a while, but wrap your mind around this. Whatever fraud or whatnot took place, half the country, half of the United States of America walked into the voting booth in November and voted for a man who was not a fully functional adult to be the leader of the president, to be the leader of the country. Have you ever... Have you taken a moment and and thought about what that means? What that means? It's not like we're just finding this out about Joe Biden. He's been a walking, uh, melting brain for a few years now. He even looks terrible. That's why he walks around with his mouth hanging open half the time, shuffling around, doing that straight. His arms are held straight. Everyone can see it. Half the country wanted that guy to be commander-in-chief. He can't even speak. He can't speak in complete sentences. We picked a man to lead America who can't speak in complete sentences. Whew. I don't know. I don't know what the proper form of government should be. Maybe ours was wrong all along because there has to be there has to be better qualifications to be a president and to vote. There does. Maybe that's it. Maybe maybe setting aside the precedent thing, maybe where we screwed up is we be, in our niceness. Again, niceness always kills. Maybe in our niceness where we screwed up was allowing more people to vote. We didn't need more people to vote. When did more of anything ever improve the quality of something? We need fewer people voting. A lot fewer people voting. And I don't know what form that takes. People always ask, well, Jesse, what do you think we should do? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Make it an IQ test. Uh, Check the credit score for all I care. Make it property owners. Make it taxpayers. I don't know what the solution is. But I do know this. Half the country walking in and picking Joe Biden to be president of the United States when he can't speak or talk or when he can't speak or think, that's a big deal. Dear Dr. Jesse, do you think American commies will pull a Stalin and erase the memory of the insane comedians I grew up with, Eddie Murphy, Richard Pryor and Sam Kennison? It's a shame generations of Americans are being robbed of essential uh, generations of Americans are being robbed of a sense of humor. Thanks, you can say my name, it's Mark. He's Mark from Boston. <sighs> oh, they'll get to them at some point in time. They'll start yanking their videos down off of YouTube. I mean, remember America's communists are no different than communists have always been. You remember how creepy it was in the very beginning of the pandemic? There were multiple doctors who came out almost immediately and said, wait, lockdowns? What do you do what do you mean lockdowns why are we this is insane this is exactly wrong people need to go get uh, sunshine and exercise they need vitamin D and in medicine I think it's called or something like that they they, they know we're, we're doing everything wrong this was wrong we, I mean highly educated people not like some wing nut it was like I was saying it highly educated people out there saying it they disappeared them oh don't get me wrong the doctors are still alive. Videos pulled down immediately from social media. Accounts banned. I don't know that there's a way. We're in the information age, right? Think about your phone. Think about all the information that's available to you when you hold your phone in your hand. We're in the information age. And I don't know that you would be able to find one of those doctors and find his voice now on the internet. On the entire internet, I don't know that you would be able to find his voice. You realize how creepy that is? How creepy it is. The system decided this person should be able to speak and this person shouldn't be able to speak. But again, our communists are not different. They're no different. They aren't. They they think the same way. He used Stalin, in case you don't know what he's talking about. There was a famous picture where Stalin, he was on a boat, if I remember right. I'm doing this off the top of my head. He was on a boat and he took a picture with a guy, and then the guy didn't end up surviving Stalin's purges. So Stalin had his people remake the picture, only they erased the guy out of it. That's what communists do. Ours are not different. I don't say that just for effect. These people feel that way. Remember, these people, remember what they did. We, we, we probably don't talk about this enough, but there's all of this disastrous stuff happening all the time. You can lose track of it. They took a damaging story about Hunter Biden, the son of the president of the United States of America. They took an extremely damaging story about him and they deleted it off the internet from the New York post and banned the New York post Twitter account for it. And they banned anyone who repeated it. And this is not only an article from a highly reputable news source, the New York post It's corroborated. It was hard evidence. It was a laptop, and we even had a business partner. What was his name? Tony Posnowski, I think his name was. We had a business partner willing to go on record and say, yeah, not only is all this stuff on this laptop real, uh, Joe Biden is directly involved with all of it. Remember, he was referenced as the big guy. We had all this stuff, and they just simply made sure you couldn't see it. They, they, they took a bunch of polls after the election and they found out if enough Democrats knew about this, if they hadn't banned it off of social media, even with all the fraud and stuff, Joe Biden loses that election. It was something like 6% of Democrats would not have voted for him if they knew about it. Even with all the technology available today, the communists hold the keys to all the doors. If they want to delete you, they can delete you. They have the power to do so. And the the real danger for that, as it stands now, it's not with me. Because I, uh, by the grace of God, ended up getting this show, and a show blew up big. I can't be canceled now. They could delete my Twitter account tomorrow. It wouldn't do any good. (laughs) It wouldn't do any good because my show's not going anywhere. Where it really crushed, I mean, who it really crushed was the person who didn't have a huge platform. That was the only platform they had. That was the only way they had to share information, to seek out information. And that person, they don't have a national show. They don't have anything else. If they get crushed, if they get deleted, they're finished. That's what sucks now. That's what sucks. These people do have the power to crush you, and they use it. Because communists... They believe in using their power. The right does not. The right never has. Now, in general, you like that, right? In general, you want the right to be hands-off, but those days have to be over now. They absolutely have to be over now. We have to use our power when we get it. That's why I have brought up guys like Heavy D uh, stopping employers from mass mandates and things like that. We have to use that power now. We no longer have the option. We've lost too many cultural institutions. We no longer have the option of saying, I'll live and let live. That's not who we are. That's not the small government thing. We have to be oh, freedom, freedom. I'm all about freedom. All right. Speaking of freedom, let's talk about financial freedom for just a quick second. You know, our national debt's $28 trillion, right? And climbing you know you need some gold to guard against this inflation because inflation is not one thing right now that's just kind of an exception and they're about to get it under control. They're still churning out trillions unbacked. Get some real gold to make sure you're never financially wiped out. Oxford Gold Group gets you that. Not a piece of paper saying you own some stock in something somewhere. Real gold. Imagine real gold showing up on your doorstep. It would be like Christmas morning. You have a passport. You got a little cash. Get some gold in that safe. Call Oxford Gold Group today, and they have promised me they will take special care of my listeners. Tell them Jesse told you to call. 833 995 Gold. That's 833 995 Gold for gold you can hold. You're listening to The Jesse Kelly Show. You're welcome. The Jesse Kelly Show. One final segment. Let me churn through the rest of these things. I'm almost done on a great Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. couple housekeeping items. If you missed any part of our incredible show, I've been magnificent today, Chris. <laughs> the whole show's available on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. On iTunes, leave a five-star rating and leave a review talking about how handsome I am. The history podcast is on there as well. The history podcast is up and you can email the show. Jesse at Jesse email your love, your hate, your death threats, whatever you want. All your emails go right to Chris. He prints them out for me. I read them all. All of them. I won't respond. I get way too many, but I read them all. Dear Shogun, for all the good Trump did for the country, I would argue he's also responsible for a lot of what's going on now with the commie scum. By having weak AGs like Sessions and Barr that wouldn't take down Hillary, Comey, Obama, and all the rest of them, they let them know they can do anything they want to us. Am I wrong here, or is there something to this? You're wrong and you're right. Yes, Sessions was pathetic. Uh, But I have to defend, this is going to hurt, I have to defend Jeff Sessions kind of for a moment. Jeff Sessions really doomed Trump's presidency when he washed his hands of that whole thing and stepped away. He doomed it. But Jeff Sessions is one of those traditional Southern gentleman types who's been part of the Washington DC machine for a long time. And this is what I believe. Not saying I'm right, but this is what I believe. I believe Jeff Sessions simply did not understand the animal he was currently facing, the animal the left has become in this country. He was facing a monster and he still thought it was 1985 where the other side will play it pretty straight up. I don't think he knew that's one Bard's useless, but two, that brings me to my second point. I have criticized Donald Trump's hiring and firing decisions. Quite frankly, if you don't criticize his personnel decisions, you are an embarrassing pom-pom waving homer who can't think straight. However, there is an argument to make for Donald Trump when it comes to that stuff. My buddy, one of my buddies I talked to about this a lot has said to me when I complained about the hiring and firing decisions, he said, yeah, they suck. They're terrible. Trump's AGs, the secretary of state, all this stuff. Terrible, terrible, terrible. However. Trump didn't exactly have a huge pool of candidates to choose from. Because if you remember right, the media did such an incredible job demonizing Trump and making Trump out to be some kind of inhuman, unholy monster. By doing so, they made him poison, toxic. People established people, people maybe you would want on your side, refuse to work for the administration. I, in fact, can't think of another administration like this where they were reaching out to people and people were saying, no, no, I don't want to be part of it. No. I'm not trying to make an excuse for him. Earlier in this show, I criticized his hiring and firing. And yeah, he has to own that. Yeah, his AGs were terrible, and he does own it. And the buck stops there. But when the system's that corrupted, when all of it's that rotted, It's probably asking a bit too much of one system disruptor to go in there and fix it. And look, you and I love the fact that Trump was an outsider, right? Trump wasn't a standard D.C. guy, wasn't a politician. We love that. Yeah, go in there, drain the swamp. We love that part. I love that part. But there's always a but. Some experience about the Beltway politics, some experience with who you can and can't trust, Some experience with how things work also helps sometimes. Not only did Trump go in without it, Trump didn't have many people with it. And the ones he did have, like I said, were guys like Jeff Sessions, who still thought we were playing by the Queensbury rules. Oh, those days are gone. It's a contact sport now. Dr. The Oracle Jesse, I live in Wyoming where the majority of people drive quite a lot and long distances to work. How likely is this per-mile tax you were talking about yesterday to affect us here? Is it is this actually going to happen? You have me a little concerned. Well, you should be very concerned. Whether or not it's going to happen, it's in the bill. It's going to pass. Is it going to get to a place right away where it has teeth, where they're coming to you and charging you per mile? No. But this is step one. It is going to happen eventually. How do I know that? Well, it's not because of this bill. It's because I know they want it. Remember, the communists want everybody herded into the cities. They always have. They look at election maps too. They see what an election map looks like for president. When's the last time you looked at one of those? The, The country is a sea of red. It's a red nation. The country is a sea of red, except for the huge urban centers. New York City, L.A., Chicago, Philadelphia, the huge urban centers go blue. They see that, too. They look at rural America, especially places like Wyoming. And I i don't have a nicer way to put this. They look at rural America, and they think you're the enemy. They're, they're going to hurt you on purpose. You say this is going to hurt people in places like Wyoming. They know. That's why they do it. They want to hurt you. That's how these people are. My uncle was a force recon Marine in Vietnam. He died from age from agent orange disease from running missions to see what the defoliated parts of the jungle turned up. The cancer ate him down to 80 pounds, which the government didn't care one bit about. I argue he was KIA or at least a separate designation as the thing that took his life happened in combat. What is your opinion? Regardless, He was a hero and we named our son after him says, I can say his name. His name is Sean. Uh, yeah, buddy, your uncle was a hero and yeah, your uncle was KIA. And I think that's freaking awesome. You named your son after him because that man deserved it. Absolutely. Our guys, our guys who go over there and don't really come back. To be honest, I consider them all KIA, whether it be Asian orange or otherwise, we don't talk about them enough, but they're lions. All right. Go enjoy your weekend. That's all. Take
1: it easy.